Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Kim. And this is Farm Vet Journal Club. Hi, Kim. Are you ready for today? I am ready. What have because you got in store for us today, Amy? Today, we are reading a paper called Evaluation of the Use of Ketoprofen for the Treatment of Digital Dermatitis in Dairy Cattle, a Randomized Positive Controlled Clinical Trial. Um, nice. Uh, and that's a 2021 paper from the University of Liverpool. Is that right? It is, yes. And it was funded by SIVA, who make ketoprofen. So that yes. is something just to have at the back of our mind there. Excellent. So let me just uh, go over this paper briefly for you. So as we know, lameness is one of the most significant welfare problems in the dairy industry worldwide. Lameness is associated with milk loss, mastitis, infertility, and the mean lameness prevalence is about 31.8 in the UK, and that number always astounds me. Digital dermatitis is one of the most frequently recorded lameness diseases, and uh, we record it according to the end-stage scoring system. As you know, it's a multifactorial disease with the most commonly isolated uh, bacteria being a spirochete, spirochete treponeme. I always struggle with that. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I have stopped saying a lot of technical words. <laughs> Same. Um, I just gesture and people, people know what I'm doing. Excellent. Um, so yeah, the current advised treatments include topical antibiotic sprays and with repeated applications often required. Non-topical antibiotic applications have been shown to be ineffective at cure, but might speed up the healing process. Digital dermatitis is painful. However, there has really been little evaluation in the role of analgesia. We know that NSAIDs in claw horn lesions is beneficial, but this paper kind of went out to find out if it's beneficial in infectious lamenesses. Yeah, so I think this paper is trying to do something a little bit similar to um, that really brilliant paper that was that came out in, I want to say it was like 2011 and it was looking at um, therapeutic treatment of claw, claw horn lesions with NSAIDs, with or without NSAIDs and with or without a block. And basically they showed that there were some really good advances in improvements in mobility score two weeks later for cows that had non-steroidals as well as a block um, compared to those that had just had a block. So that was like really, a really, really cool paper. And I yeah. think this paper, they're trying to sort of do something similar and see whether, as well as just treating the active lesions, they were trying to look at the role of ketoprofen, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the good thing about using ketoprofen in these infectious ones where you're not going to be using injectable um, antibiotics is that there's no milk withhold. Yeah, so, exactly. That's what I was going to ask you is why, why that one? But the, yeah, that makes sense. There we go. In a perfect world, you're, you're, um, you're longer acting NSAIDs, so your meloxicam would obviously be better in terms of welfare because it's going to last that bit longer. It'll probably help a bit more. But then we're having to keep the milk out of the tank for at least five days. So that's why I think um, ketofen is a great, a good choice for this if we're not putting the milk out of the tank anyway. Yeah, so, so this study, what did they do? They evaluated the role of ketoprofen in active digital dermatitis lesions alongside topical antibiotic spray. 
So it was carried out at Liverpool Uni and it, um, Liverpool University, I should say, and it involved four farms in the northwest of England and Northern Wales. There was like a six month enrollment period where the cows were mobility scored. All the cows were examined for a digital dermatitis lesion through the crush and the lesions were classified with the M scoring lesion. So, but they were only really looking at the active lesion. So that's M1, M2 and M4.1. Only those ones were enrolled in the study. Uh, in the study and they were excluded if they're on any other treatments. So if they're already on antibiotics and pain relief for something else, they weren't included. So there was 158 cows enrolled and then enrolled cows were randomly allocated a one or a zero to be in the treatment group or the control group. And they were treated whilst in the crush. I think a couple of things to note was that animals were not excluded if they had a claw horn lesion as well as digital dermatitis. The lesions were cleaned up, there were some topical antibiotics put on to both groups and the treatment group also received one dose of ketoprofen and then they were all mobility scored a week later. So looking at the study that they did, I mean it looks like 158 cows is quite a reasonable number until <laughs> we yes. then looked at split across the farms. So farm one had nine enrolled, farm two had eight, farm three had 122, and farm four had 19. They do mention this as it was a bit of an issue with COVID. They just couldn't get the, the recruitment on the other farms. I think they were, they were aiming for a much bigger, bigger group, but instead it's basically all on one farm. Yeah, definitely. And the... Uh, like we were saying earlier about the longer um, NSAID treatments, they would have liked to have done three days of keto profen, but I can't remember if this was COVID related or not, but basically that didn't happen. So it was just literally one dose, whereas, you know, they would normally prefer to do three days worth of keto profen. So there's a few bits in this study that aren't off to the best start, are they? Yeah. I mean, at first, not that it's going to be useless, but it's just not an ideal world is it yeah which through covid we have definitely not been in an ideal world and i can appreciate that but looking at 158 cows over four farms sound great until you see that yeah, split. from uh, one farm yeah um, i was also really concerned when i read this part that animals weren't excluded for having claw horn lesions and i just thought 158 animals when you're also looking at we know that NSAIDs are going to have a beneficial effect in claw horn lesions. So I get that they kept them in because they needed the numbers, I imagine. But how do we not know that some of the benefits of an improved mobility score have not come from a painful soul ulcer that's been treated with some NSAID? Do you know what I mean? So I think they do, yeah. they do touch on this later, but it was a little bit worrying for me on that front. Yeah. Like, what is actually causing the lameness in that cow? What is the yeah. most significant lameness? Is it the claw horn lesion or is it the digital dermatitis? We don't know. We like, don't know. I don't think there's any way to know. No. But, yeah, I don't think you can then say... I, I don't know. It's, it's a bit tricky. Yeah. So what do the results tell us? So firstly, we have 90 cows treated and 68 control animals. So that means this 90 cows received 
pain relief and antibiotic spray and then the controls were just receiving some antibiotic spray is that right yes that's correct my we're a bit uneven but they did say they randomly allocated all the cows whether it was treatment or non-treatment so we have to assume that that's how that goes um so the control animals so the animals that didn't get any pain relief were 2.57 times more likely to be lame at the second mobility score than the animals that were treated with pain relief. That's a, a really useful piece of information, I think. Um, yeah. One thing to point out that the majority, so they did a t- uh, 310 mobility scoring assessments. Out of that, 285 were performed by one person and the rest were split over four. So the majority of that mobility scoring is the same person, which I think is really good. It means it's much more consistent. It means we, I think we can trust those results better. Yeah, I agree. And even though we've maybe scrutinised some of the numbers and stuff in this paper, I do, I do feel like that's that's made like a bit of an impact in my mind on the thing that we need to be doing. But it's definitely something to consider and advise to farmers, I think, that over two and a half times less likely to be lame if you treat cows um, a week later is a really good incentive, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's, it shouldn't be too difficult to convince farmers to give them a short acting pain relief whilst they're in the crush. They've got the foot up anyway. Yeah. Um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One thing that I didn't expect really to come from this trial is the, um, the, the next set of results, which was the cows that received the ketoprofen did produce more milk per day the week after treatment than cows in the control group. Uh, it just surprised me how much more milk came because I think the fresh cows, they, they split them into groups, into fresh cows, early lactation and late lactation. Yeah. And the fresh cows gave up to, is it 10 kilos more milk? And our other two groups gave three kilos more milk per day. Yeah. So especially if you've got like a... um a fresh cow example kind of thing she'll easily pay for that dose of ketoprofen won't she so it's worth sort of giving that information to the farmer as well yeah obviously she's going up to the feed she's eating more she's feeling more comfortable than herself and is more able to be a normal cow (laughs) and living her best life yeah definitely her best life um so yeah, those were the results that I kind of took away from this. How do you think this paper will affect how you go onto farms and how you treat digital dermatitis? I think I will definitely pass on this information. And I think there's, essentially there's not really going to be a downside in recommending ketoprofen for Digi, but now we just have a bit of evidence to back up that sort of claim. I probably wouldn't, jump up and down about it so much as I do for the claw horn lesion paper I do love that paper um <laughs> but <laughs> I think that like it's something to pass on and I think the the milk returns especially in like a fresher cow or a high yielding cow sort of thing would be interesting to farmers as well so I think yeah I think it's definitely something I'll try and have conversations with with on farm this week how about you 
I think it's a really good conversation to be having with farmers about using more pain relief and being more proactive with pain mm. relief. Um, digital dermatitis is obviously painful. We should be treating that with, with some sort of pain relief. And this might be the paper we need to be able to go, look, it does give us some useful information. Um, I do also think that this paper is an excellent gateway into doing some more research into using analgesia and especially non-steroidal analgesia um, for dairy cows. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I wonder if they'll build on this paper going forward, maybe. Um, obviously, they've had some setbacks with COVID, so whether it will be a bit of a stepping stone onto something else or... So. I think there's some really good stuff in this paper that can definitely be worked on if they could just get some more cow numbers across a few more farms um that would be great yeah I agree and they did say um in the um sort of discussion or results area sorry that they they ran the analysis um excluding solosis and white line disease and obtained similar results but again numbers are small and I think it'd be really good if in my mind, I mean, I might be wrong, but I just feel like it'd be better if they were excluded and we were looking solely at solely at digital dermatitis <laughs> um, issues. And then obviously, yeah, like you're saying, just higher numbers in general, but also for those sort of cows that only had had digi lesions. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Watch this step. But it was obviously only last year this was all this came out. So we never know in the next few years or something they might be working on something a bit a bit extra excellent news right I'll see cool. you next week yeah i'll catch you next week have a good week amy you too bye bye